You're listening to After All Things, WSHU's daily news and culture update from the Long Island Sound region. Long Island residents push back on an electric school bus mandate. New England's overdose numbers are staggering. And Bridgeport's redo mayoral election is tomorrow. Those stories and more are coming up. I'm Sabrina Garone. The economic benefits of racial equity are the subject of a new study in Fairfield County. WSHU's Molly Ingram reports on the first-of-its-kind research. The Fairfield County Community Foundation will lead the study, which is called The Upside of Equity. Data Haven and the Urban Institute are also part of the project. Mendy Blupaka leads the foundation. She says the study will look at the cost of inequity and identify solutions to correct it. Efforts to increase fairness, opportunity, and access in our region should be rooted in ethics and justice, but not everyone is guided by moral arguments. For many, economic data is a persuasive point for looking at challenges in new ways and with different goals. We hope that the upside of equity will provide some of that perspective. Findings and recommendations are expected next spring. It's funded by more than $460,000 from the federal government. Molly Ingram, WSHU News. Governor Hochul wants New York to transition to electric school buses over the next decade. However, that plan is getting backlash from Republican lawmakers and school officials on Long Island. WSHU's Maya Duclé reports. A state mandate was passed in Hochul's 2022 budget without any funding. It requires all new school buses purchased to be zero emissions by 2027. Bob Vecchio is the executive director of Nassau Suffolk School Boards Association. He joined a rally outside of the Levittown school bus yard on Sunday to curb the mandate. Not only do we have to pump the brakes, we have to stop it entirely. Schools are going to be paying for this before the first electric bus is on the road. There's an estimated 45,000 school buses in the state. Republicans on Long Island say the state also lacks the infrastructure required to make the transition to a fully electric fleet by 2035. In November, the governor announced the first round of $100 million in state grants to help school districts pay for electric buses. An estimated $9 billion is needed. Maya Duclay, WSHU News. Bridgeport Mayor Joe Ganim is hiring a digital specialist to investigate a surveillance video leak of rival John Gomes's campaign. WSHU's Shelley Hassman-Kadish reports the video came from Bridgeport Municipal Security footage. The clip shows a woman putting something into an absentee ballot box outside the government building. The Ganim administration wants the digital expert to find out how Gomes got the video. The revelation threw the results of the city's Democratic mayoral primary contest into question, which Gomes lost to incumbent Mayor Ganim. Gomes brought a lawsuit overturning the September primary results, and a new primary was held in January. Ganim defeated Gomes in that second primary. Shelley Hassman Kadish, WSHU News. Bridgeport residents will vote for a fourth time in the race for mayor tomorrow. More on what we can expect is coming up. First, a message from our supporter. 
Local support comes from Hartford HealthCare, the only health system in the Northeast, with all its hospitals receiving A grades for safety from the LeapFrog Group, the nation's leading independent safety watchdog group, hartfordhealthcare.org. High rates of overdose deaths in New England could be spurring what researchers call vicious circles of grief and loss. WBUR's Martha Biebinger has more on a recent Rand Corporation study. The study estimates that nearly every other adult in New England knows someone who died of an overdose. Lead author Allison Athey says some research shows that deaths related to despair can be contagious. This type of bereavement is creating vicious circles within communities where there's a death that spurs suffering, that spurs more deaths, that spurs more suffering, and there's an exponential increase. Athey says she knows there are many demands on the use of opioid settlement funds coming into New England, but she suggests using some to help slow these cycles of grief in hard-hit communities. For the New England News Collaborative, I'm Martha Biebinger. The Long Island Cannabis Coalition urges the town of Brookhaven to relax zoning restrictions on marijuana dispensaries. Brookhaven is one of four Long Island towns to allow the sale of cannabis. However, no locations have actually opened yet. Town zoning bans cannabis shops within 500 feet of homes and 1,000 feet of churches, parks, schools, and other public places that involve kids. Stores must also be at least one mile apart and are not permitted in downtown areas. A new $100 million parking garage has opened at the Stanford Transportation Center. It can hold over 900 vehicles and is equipped with over 90 electric vehicle and bike charging stations. Governor Lamont was at the grand opening today and says the goal is to improve connectivity between trains, buses, and other public transit. Four Suffolk County police officers have died from suicide in the past four weeks. County officials are examining the mental health services offered to law enforcement to determine how to better help. The Suffolk County Police Benevolent Association says more counselors are needed to help officers deal with the stress of the job. Tomorrow is the redo election for mayor of Bridgeport, and this is the fourth matchup between incumbent Joe Ganim and challenger John Gomes. I had a conversation with WSHU's Molly Ingram, who's been following the story for a long time, about what we can expect. So this race for mayor has kind of become a bit of a marathon. How did we get to this point? So the first primary election back in September was overturned by a judge. He cited videos of Ganim supporters, specifically Wanda Jeter Pataki, going back and forth to the absentee ballot box. They had handfuls of ballots. He said that's reason to believe that there was fraud in that first election. Ganim has denied he was involved with that fraud. I should mention that there have also been claims from the Ganim campaign that Gomes was involved with absentee ballot harvesting on his side. Gomes denies that too. So they went through the general election in November knowing that the results didn't really matter. They had to redo the primary in January already. So they redid that. Ganem has so far won all three races that they've done, but Tuesday's is the big one. This one should decide once and for all who Bridgeport's mayor will be for the next four years. 
The race has gotten a lot of attention, not just in our region, but around the country as well. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, so the race gained national attention. People like Elon Musk and Donald Trump were speaking about it. They say it's evidence that there's widespread voter fraud issues with mail-in ballots around the country. Now, according to the Associated Press, absentee ballot fraud is actually very rare. The situation Mm -hmm. in Bridgeport has become something that they've pointed to as, hey, you know, this is what happens when you let people vote absentee, but that's just not supported by by evidence. Can we expect this race to be any different? This race is different in the sense, hopefully, it's the final election night for a while in Bridgeport. I mean, all eyes are on both campaigns, not only to see who wins, but if the loser concedes. Mm-hmm. John Gomes has lost all three races so far, and he has not conceded on election night yet. Uh, now, in the last week, Ganem has received some pretty big endorsements. They include Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont, Senators Richard Blumenthal and Chris Murphy, Representative Jim Himes. Whether that will make a difference in tomorrow night's race, it's still too early to tell. And what are you hearing from voters? Like, are they kind of over it at this point or is that enthusiasm still there? People definitely have a lot of election fatigue and it's in a city where turnout is always low. There were about 13,000 votes cast in the November general election for mayor. In a city with more than 140,000 people, that turnout is not good. In terms of who's going to win tomorrow, Ganem won the last election between these two, the January primary redo, by more than a thousand votes. He only won in the September primary by 250. So Mm. we can't begin to predict what's going to happen, but the most recent data shows a pretty big surge for Ganem. All right, we'll see what happens on Tuesday. Thanks for all your great reporting on this. Of course. The polls are open tomorrow at 6 a.m. and close at 8 p.m. The ballot includes Democratic incumbent Joe Ganem, Independent John Gomes, and Republican David Herz. For the latest news from Long Island and Connecticut, you can listen on the radio or stream anytime with the WSHU app or use our website, WSHU.org. After All Things is supported by Hartford HealthCare. And here at WSHU, we want to connect with you, the listener, because that's how public radio works. We are a service to our community and we love to hear from you. So please reach out with any thoughts or story ideas. The best way to do that is by email and it's news at WSHU.org. I'm Sabrina Garone. Have a great rest of your day. I'll talk to you tomorrow.